I wish he was the guy that I had signed up to. Why did he become so needy? Why did he become so desperate? Why did he make me his purpose? When is it time to break up? Well, if you're in desperation mode, that's a pretty good signal. Because why are you resisting so deeply? And what is it that you're resisting? The answer that you hold within. Why not take control? Why not be empowered? You cannot go wrong setting each other free. For if you two truly do need to be together to serve lessons you need to serve, you will come back together. You will end up with deep regrets. For if there's one thing that a man would never want to look back on at the end of his life, is that he had robbed himself and others of time. For it is so fleeting. It's so rare. Is it time to break up? Have you just reached that dead end in which you two hate each other, but not so much that you're willing to leave each other? You have this deep-seated attachment in which that you will prefer to live within the confines of a comforting jail, a prison in which that you get safety, you get protection psychologically, romantically, but you are starving yourself of the exploration and the freedom, not only for yourself, but for your partner to be able to express the best of yourselves in this moment in time. Holy shit! <laughs> you guys hear that train? Right in the middle of this intro. We'll keep rolling. <laughs> There comes a point in time in which that you must address the fact that you have separated on your journeys, in which that the lessons you have to serve are no longer the lessons that she requires and vice versa. And you must have the humility in order to look yourself in the mirror and realize when that moment is. And today I've got a beautiful message sent in by a longtime supporter of the show. And we're just going to dive straight in. So this Instagram DM was sent to me at Uitang1 on Saturday saying, Hey Adam, I've been following your content for a very long time on YouTube. And while I haven't been the most active follower, I like your way more mature approach to dating than many others. I meditate and read a lot, so your teachings resonate quite well with me. I am in a monogamous relationship for one year, and we've been dating for approximately one year and a half. It all went crazy well at first, but in a vacation, we got into some heavy arguments, and two and a half months later, it still isn't the same as it was before. We talked things out, and I made multiple mistakes. I'm well aware of that. But since then, I nearly never got love from her again. She is cold and distancing herself more and more. Since maybe one month, it has gotten that bad that she doesn't even want to see me anymore. This is hurting me so much that I have problems behaving normally. We talked openly about the situation and she told me that she wants to save our relationship and she sees the vicious cycle we're going down. But she has just so much hate and negative feelings against me inside of her and doesn't know how to let go of them. For me, every thought of her is just pure grief and desperation at this point. I'm trying to let go of every attachment, but I think I ain't too successful with that. Since as far as I know, we both want to fix this. Do you have any idea how we can do that? How can she let go of her negative emotions towards me? And how can we get out of this vicious cycle? Sorry for the long text out of nowhere. Really hope you find the time to read through and respond. Greetings, much love from Germany. Signed his name. And just a little add-on. Actually, I'm not sure if we're long gone beyond the point of no return, but she just can't bring it to her heart yet to break up. Damn, why did I have to mess this up? By the way, I'm watching your How to Heal a Bro Broken Heart video. This podcast is brought to you by BoldDojo.com, where you can book one-on-one -on -one coaching with myself in order to create action plans, overcome limiting beliefs, destroy negative self-perceptions, and egoic attachments. Have a listening ear to the trials of your life, helping you to move forward. You can also sign up for the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. It's just a quick sip of social dynamics and anything I'm exploring on Fridays. Just go to boldojo.com, sign that up. You can also hit up the free resources of wisdom where I drop my favorite books, movies, quotes, anime, documentaries, music, all of that, all at boldojo.com. And if you would like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Link is down below in the description or you can also donate directly through the website, also linked down in the description. Anything that you guys do donate is always extremely appreciated and just goes back to helping support the show and what I do here. So thank you very much. And if you do get anything from this piece of content, please let me know in a comment down below. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And also please drop a thumbs up on the video. It just helps the YouTube algorithm, helps send out the video to more people in the community. And if you find that you resonated, share it with a friend who you think would resonate as well. 
Let's get into today's show. So thank you very much, Axe, for sending in the story. And for context, it looks like he's in his mid to late 20s at the absolute latest, maybe 30. But I don't know much about him because I don't have any actual context. We haven't gone back and forth in the DMs because I saw this message first thing this morning. I thought I'd bang out this video slash podcast straight away because really the contextual details are not so important for me. And I'm sure that there's a whole backstory to their relationship. This doesn't seem like a short-term uh, acute shock trauma that has happened within their relationship. It looks like this has been a slow burn, that there's been a bridge set on fire for quite some time here. And so what we're looking at here is three fundamental breakdowns. Number one, the forsaking of yourself. Number two, the forsaking of the journey. Number three, the inability to see what is best for both of you. The lessons that need to be served now in order to grow individually. So let's break it down stage by stage for you, my friend. Forsaking of yourself. Desperation being one of the key words that is mentioned in this message. A lot of negative emotions, a lot of use of, use of all the word hate as well. But primarily when you say desperation, I must fix this. Right? I must fix this and I'm very much in the mind of questioning you as to why. Why are you so desperate? At what point did you forsake yourself and your journey in life when it comes to your temple? Right? Your purpose, physical, mental and social development transcended by your inner knowing. Now I know this girl means a lot to you. You guys have been in a relationship for... Uh, at least a serious relationship for a year and it said you were maybe dating before that. I'm not sure what that means, but you know, it sounds like you've had at least a two-year connection. So I'm sure that you guys have memories. I'm sure you guys uh, had great times together and you even stated that. But is that the moment now? Now, as to the moment now, you mentioned that there was an a incepting moment where things got really bad in which that you went away on a vacation and there was some arguing, you said some misplaced things. And ever since then, she just got more and more dejected from you, more distance from you. And that nothing, none of your efforts have been able to make amends for this. So if you've been having open conversations, which is what you said you've had, which is definitely the first thing. So say we rewind two months prior, three months prior, and you're in the earlier stages of this breakdown and this bridge being set on fire between you and her, and you'd come to me then. I definitely would have, of course, administered the remedy of open discussions, direct, honest, right? Where you're at, where she's at, how can we, if we possible, if possible, if right, if best for both of us, could we alter our behavior? Could we alter our perception towards this relationship in order to get a better outcome, in order to get back on the track of growing together? For what is a relationship, X? What is the purpose of being in a relationship? Is it to cure your loneliness? Is it to save you from your existential crisis of being a human being in this world that is destined to die? With the fact and the knowledge in which that every day you wake up could be your my apologies, my friends. The camera resets on its own because I'm using the old one. And the new ones blew up. Check last episode. <laughs> so anyways, are you finding yourself in an existential crisis in which that you have no idea what you are doing with your life or what you're doing with yourself and so that you seek to export that responsibility for one's own management, one's own psychological management to another human being? You find your sense of safety psychologically, romantically, socially being in someone else. And so you have effectively become a chimera of humanity you're no longer a person walking on your own for if you do not have the power to walk on your own you have no power at all that's why you feel in this desperation x i like that you've been in the meditation I like you've been in the reading but what i'm seeing here and what you're seeing here is your imperfect human condition which is the state of all of us right? we are all destined preset from the moment we enter this life to have to entangle with this beast known as the ego and it is your responsibility to harness it for meaningful work. It is your responsibility to look at states of pain, states of resistance. Your desperation is a state of resistance. So the question must be put, 
what are you resisting? What is it that you are most resisting? For if you are able to ascertain that, you will find that which you are most needing to illuminate. The path of most resistance, also the path of most illumination. That which you most need to resolve. So this is a unpacking that we are doing for you right now, Alex, as to what it is and what darkness it is that you hold within you. See, you have likely, as a result of what's known as cognitive dissonance, as what is known as self-bias, as what is known as being a human being, tricked yourself and talked yourself into thinking that the best thing for both of you is to fix this issue between you two. Yet it appears that the writing is on the wall. Now, if you'd come to me after the first argument or maybe two or three arguments in, maybe that's a savable bridge. Maybe the fire has not burnt too many ropes or too many lashes and too many planks along this bridge that crosses a, a never-ending pitfall. It's quite a juxtaposition of words. <laughs> a never-ending fall below the bridge. But that's not where we're at. What we're at is that we have the present fact in which that you say that she has negative emotions towards you and at one stage said that she hated you. And then you also have this flip. You have this balance of her saying in the counter, hey, I see this vicious cycle going down and maybe I do want to save it. So that can be very confusing. I understand that. And she might be sending mixed messages. Mixed messages. I understand that. But this is where we need to step back and really focus on who you are, what your journey in life is, and what you need to do in order to deliver the best experience, not only for yourself, but most importantly for her. As a masculine being, I'm a ride and die by these old gentleman principles, which is that if you need to take a certain level of pain and you need to step into that pain first in order to alleviate someone else's pain, that's what you do. That's why men go to war. That's why men go to war. Men go to war, and the reason why we didn't allow women to go to war until a certain stage, or at least didn't have them fighting on the front lines, was because we would rather take that first entry into pain. And the last resort, yes. Okay, if women and children have to fight, that should be the absolute last resort. But primarily, as a proactive state, as a masculine being, which is that we are direct, we are congruent, we are authentic, we cover with empathy, and hitting on that direct principle is that if you, need, you, if you know something needs to be done, then you get it done. You address the resistance off the bat, straight away, from the get. We don't look to take second place. We don't look to scrap. Now, that's a different thing if you're in an early situation in which that it looks like the situation was just miscommunication. It looks like there was just a, maybe there was just a pure fault on your end and you know, she can see it within herself that you could evolve beyond this. But this is a very hard thing for human beings to come to grips with, which is the limitations of their current state. If the limitation of your current state is that you no longer possess the lessons that she needs to learn from, she's seen all she can from you. You can fight and fight that. You can resist and resist that. Yet your resistance will only create more of a gap. It will only pour more gasoline on the fire. Based on what I'm seeing from your situation here, and I don't even know you two, but I know you two. As in, I've seen your situation countless times if not through just actual random people from around the world sending in stories across the six years of doing this podcast, but from my own clients and from my own friends, even from some of my own relationships in which that you reach a point in which that, and you acknowledging that you don't think you're past the point of no return. This is a really interesting concept I'd like to dive into, the point of no return. It's coming from a scarcity mentality. That mindset of that, I don't think we're so bad yet that this, we can turn this shit around. If you're even having to say that to yourself, I think you are diverting from what is plainly, clearly in front of you. 
which is a misalignment of journey between you and her. It's not to say that that the state of which you two are in right now degrades what you have experienced previously, when times were great, when times were good, when you were learning with each other. Honor it, yes, but also honor now. Also honor your limitation now. As I'm going to keep repeatedly saying throughout this podcast, I don't know you, but I know where this goes. And that even if you two were to somehow patch this up with some kind of band-aid solution for the next month or two months, if you've got four, five, six, seven events, and when I'm saying events here, we're talking about whether they're conversations, mistakes, something that aligns in the pattern of that this relationship is going down the downward spiral, not upwards. So when will you finally stop resisting that? That's the question you need to ask yourself. And then as to why, when you say, but it would hurt too much. I need this person. Why do you need this person? Are you not powerful enough on your own? Who were you before her? Who were you before you were you? Before you even knew who you were? Do you identify so deeply with your concept of ego to which that you cannot recognize the eternal essence within you? The spirit, the God, the oneness, the source, the Tao, the Buddha nature, whatever you would like to label it as, all these fingers just pointing at the moon of truth that exists within you, my friend, which is that you were good the day before you met her and you will be good the day after. It seems that you have forgot your goodness though. It seems that you have allowed yourself to enter into such a state in which that desperation is your primary modality. It would be a different thing if you had, let's uh, duplicate you here for a second next. If I received a, a different message, same situation, but just a different message, and the mindset was this. Now listen, Adam, things have been going really poor. Uh, with my girlfriend, I think I've made a lot of mistakes here. I've tried to have an open conversation with her about it in terms of how we could possibly rectify this, but she has all these negative emotions towards me and she can't seem to let go of them. I think I already know where this is at. I just need to voice it out and I want to get your feedback on it, but this is what I'm thinking. In order to do the best thing for her and myself, I need to set us free. For if I do truly love her, I would set her free. And if she found the need to come back, then that would be as a result of her own choice. That would be a result of her recognizing that maybe there was an extra lesson to learn. But if there are no more lessons to learn, if I set her free, she surely, surely will not fly back. And I know it's hard to accept. I know it's hard to hear that. But that mindset is much healthier. To be willing to set someone free and see if they return. If you, as a result of listening to this podcast, X, went and sat down and said, listen, give her a fake name, fake name Jenna. Listen, Jenna, I've been doing some thinking, been doing some meditating. I just want to put everything out here uh, nice and clean. I really appreciate who you are and I appreciate the time that we've had together. It was good when it was good, but I can see where this is going. I can see this downward spiral and I don't want to be a slave to my own ego. I don't want to be a slave to my own attachments. I want the best for you. I want the best for me. I want us to grow. I want us to be the fullest expression of humanity that we could possibly experience in this life for we only have one. So let's cut clean here. You go live your life. I'll go live my life. And if you ever feel that you want to come back and you want to talk about things and maybe there was something that you feel like was left unlearned between you and I, then maybe we can talk about that then. But I feel like at, at the absolute minimum, something that would cause no harm is to set us both free. We would cause no harm to each other by setting each other free, allowing each other to grow on the path of life. But there is guaranteed pathway to hell, pathway to pain, 
eternal perdition. If we stay together like this, something must change. And this is where my compassion point comes towards you, X, which is that I'm not saying that at the hint of a first hiccup in a relationship that you uh, need to go through this set-free mentality. Part of the going through relationships is learning conflict management. It's learning to recognize when someone makes a mistake and affording them forgiveness, compassion. But as I always say, we can forgive, but we can never forget. We must always forgive, but we must never forget. Which is to say that we recognize our imperfect condition as human beings. Which is to say that we know that we are of the like nature. That I am not so removed from making similar mistakes. So I must offer everyone the same level of equanimity and compassion that I wish to receive myself. Even for the most heinous of us, even for the most confused of us. For we are all one. Learn to see the oneness that exists within you, in her. Learn to detach from who you think you are and come into who you actually are. Every time you place a label, I'm desperate. I need her. I need to fix this. She hates me. She has negative emotions. She won't let go. How can I make her let go? There's all ruminizations and addictive mentalities of the ego in order to self-soothe. It is soothing to the ego to offer itself X, Y, Z, all these different contingencies, all these different strategies, all these different plans. But the only plan you ever needed was to turn the arrow back on yourself. Imagine for a second, X, that you just sat deeply. Not for a day, not for a couple days, but for weeks upon weeks, sat deeply every day with yourself, meaningful period of time in realizing that who I think I am is not attached to her and vice versa. Even if this went to my ideological concept of perfection in which that we were madly in love until the day we died for the next 80 years, you're still going to die. One of you's going to die. One of you's going to leave. It's going to happen. It's only, no one's getting out of this. And I know you know this on a conceptual level. I need you to embody this. Well, you need you to embody this. You need to come to a moment in which that you're lying on your bed, you're staring out into the sunset as the leaves blow in the wind and as the birds chirp, and to gratify your existence. Hold the gravity of who you are in totality. And upon this realization, holding on to that glint, that, that shining glimmer of realization, may you fully connect to who you are. May you fully, truly realize the depth of all that you are, which is something so expansive and tremendous that housing it within a human vehicle, well, we should say a human garage through which your spirit rests temporarily. Upon realizing this, maybe you would find yourself a reprieve, a reprieve from your incessant nature of forsaking yourself and who you think you are and who your connection is to when life is. And then an extra reprieve would be afforded to you in order to not try and pin someone else down. How much better would it feel to you, my friend, if after going through all of this, having that, that moment of realization, whether it takes you a few days, seven days, a few weeks, a few weeks, and you finally come to that place of true connectedness within yourself, for you have surely disconnected. 
But to have rectified that and to bring yourself back into a very powerful state, very centered, very grounded state. And then to go to the lady in question and to show her that. To show her that I've done the work within myself. I recognize the mistakes I've made. And you know what I've come to the end result of? Is that the best thing I can do for you is to set you free. I know that it might be a little confusing because it seems that I've been on the complete opposite the past few weeks, the past few months. But I recognize the fault of my way. I recognize my way now. I recognize my journey now. I lost sight of that. I recognize I never should have forsaken my purpose in life. I made you my journey in life. I made you my purpose. I never should have done that. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. In order to say that I'm sorry to someone, you must have first acknowledged that you wronged and then have forgiven yourself for wronging. If you're going to say sorry from a point of view in which that you're hoping that that validates you, it's not a true apology. That other person needs to know that you've forgiven the person within you that made the mistake. That's true evolution. That is true evolution. That shows that I'm no longer that person anymore. Because the only way you could let go of that old version of you, which is your current version of you, by the way, X. But if you ever got to this state, it would be your new version of you, your evolved state. Because you could look back and say, I see the mistakes that he's made and I'm going to make a new decision now. That's the evolution. That's the best remedy I have for you. The best remedy I have for you, it's not a particularly, it's not complex, but it is surely difficult for someone who is enraptured by the clutches and the deep entanglement of their ego. So really, if you want to take a summary of what I just said there, is that, because you look, we hit all three principles there, forsaking of yourself, forsaking of the journey, and doing what's best for both of you. That's why I said I didn't need to go into the full context of everything, or in terms of like, I didn't need to go into his absolute life story to get the remedy here. What kind of man do you want to be? Do you want to be a man that when the hordes are at the gates, other men would trust you to be alongside them? Well, if that's the case, how would you get to being that man? In your interpersonal relationships, how do you treat yourself in relation to them? Do you uphold the principle of integrity? Do you walk with directness, congruency, authenticity, with empathy? Do you conduct yourself in a life in which that you are constantly on the pursuit of perfection, knowing you would never reach it? But it is the pursuit in and of itself that sustains you, that fulfills you in life. That each and every single human being that comes into your life is there to serve a lesson on this karmic thread of lessons that we all find ourselves on, this eternal thread of lessons. At each moment in time, we have different beings that come with their own lessons until they don't, until we have learnt said lesson or we are no longer on such vibrations, such a level to be able to understand the lesson that they are serving. And so we much either find that in another or find that within ourselves. Okay, learn from someone else or learn on our own. What kind of man do you want to be? Looking back in six months from now, looking back in 12 months from now, actually, let's take a full year. Let's take a full year and let's just say that you completely ignore everything I say, have said in this podcast, and you just continue to walk down this desperation method. You keep trying to fix things up, patch things up, but it's just, it's like a band-aid on an arm that has been sawed off. It's like you're hemorrhaging, you're hemorrhaging blood here. You can see that in your story. And the goodness within her, and this is where the mixed message is probably coming in. Maybe we can start to flip the perspective here a little bit with her. As you're hemorrhaging blood, and what that means is that you're making mistake after mistake and things are just not getting better. They're not getting better. 
because you have not been able to tourniquet this wound. You have got an arm sawed off at the elbow. You know, there's just artery spurting blood everywhere. If you were to look back on this time in a year's time and think, I spent a whole year past the point of knowing that the arm was already unsavable. The arm was already cut off. I was never going to be able to reattach that arm. So why did I spend a whole year just putting band-aids on the wound, hemorrhaging blood? And what is the hemorrhaging, by the way? The hemorrhaging is the disrespecting of yourself and her. For you only have one life. There is only one afforded to you as far as we know in your manifestation as a human being right now. So who are you to disrespect the time that you have here? So many that would be looking down, if there is an up there looking down upon you now, that would wish, I wish he would just enjoy the ride. I wish he would make the best of this ride. I wish that he would stop resisting so much. For he cannot see that it is his own resistance that is causing so much blood to seep out, causing so much hemorrhaging. What if he was just to finally wrap the wound and stitch it up? Stitch it up. And what that is in this scenario particularly, I'll put this water down. The stitching is that you need to close the situation on a high note. That you need to close the situation on best terms, in best position, which is, as I said before, setting each other free, recognizing and honoring what was in the past, what you guys enjoyed together, and what needs to happen now, which is that you two have such an abundance of life to experience. You have such abundance of people to experience, to learn from, learn on your own, to keep growing. Maybe in five, 10 years, maybe you two will be completely different people and maybe you'd start a different life together. Maybe, who knows, doesn't matter. What matters is right, is right now, what you are experiencing right now. And you have to take hold of that. You have to take command of what is happening right now, X. Imagine if in a year's time, you look back on that and said, I'm glad I didn't waste a year of my life. I'm glad I didn't fool myself for a whole year. I'm glad I didn't hemorrhage blood and waste something that could never be returned. This is what I'm talking about here. You can see the return on investment balance here. You can talk, you can see the risk benefit analysis here if you want to get super nerdy and economic about it, which is this. You cannot go wrong setting each other free. For if you two truly do need to be together to serve lessons you need to serve, you will come back together. If in the event you set each other free and you realize you do not have what each other needs in order to grow and learn together, then no pain was caused. No time was wasted. No spirit was corrupted. No love was broken. For you two had found your own ways. So I want to flip this for just one second. I want to hit her perspective here because I like this. I like that you're saying you offered me the how can I help her to let go. I like that. I like that you put that in that message. I like that you're thinking about her perspective. He said specifically, how can she let go of her negative emotions towards me? How can we get out of this vicious cycle? Well, we've already answered all those questions. So specifically just getting onto her, her perspective here, where she's going through. I just want to offer one thing in terms of uh, particularly from a masculine perspective as to why a girl might give a mixed message in this particular scenario because it sounds like she may have in which that you know she's been disting herself quite a bit and using terms such as hate negative emotions towards him spending a lot of time away from him but also saying that maybe it's savable like what's that what's that all about why is there a counter countering contradicting message there because she's human just like he is she has memories of when was good as he does she remembers what it could be like what if this masculine being what if I bet she's there, sitting there at night going, I wish he was just the guy that I first met. I wish he was the guy that I had signed up to. Why did he become so needy? Why did he become so desperate? Why did he make me his purpose? I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for 
Me, I didn't ask him to make me my pur- his purpose. Let me say that again. So many contradicting words. There. I didn't ask him to make me his purpose. Of course, I don't know her and I don't know their relationship. And some girls may fool themselves into thinking that they do want to be a man's purpose. But again, that's a diversionary mechanism to ignore the fact that they are lonely within and they need to be needed. Yeah, you can sit down on that one, can't you? We talked about loneliness in the last podcast at the end. The need to be needed. Why? Because you have not found connection with yourself. Yeah, let that sit and let that ride for you. So, why a woman or how a woman could be sending these mixed messages? Because she's human like anyone else. She's got her own ego like anyone else. And I'm sure there's a very big part of her as there's a big part of UX that would like things to go back to the way that they were. Yet, such foolishness isn't wishing such a thing. For things could never go back to the way they were. Impermanence, the state of change. Being always becoming, as the Buddha once said, is our nature, is our existence. If you make a mistake, that sets forth a path. If you do something well, that also sets forth a path. And I would hope on the best of paths and on the best of journeys, you would seek to endeavor to deliver the best of experiences for all beings, including yourself. Right? You owe it to her, you owe it to yourself to do the best in this moment. So while I'm not here literally telling you you need to break up with her because that's not really my role it's not really my position i'm looking at a set of facts a set of patterns that i've seen over many many years and i'm looking at the trajectory of where your situation is going and i'm looking at what is the best outcome for both of you what i'm looking at is how can we cause the least amount of pain and get the greatest amount of benefit always saving for pain first benefit is the positive like that's that's bonus really here it's really about how can we not cause any further pain to either of you so you set each other free, that will definitely guarantee that. And as I said before, you at any stage in a relationship, you should be willing to set that person free. Why? Because the possibility is always there. Someone can die any day, any day. It's always someone's day, any day. You just don't know when, you don't know who's for most people. So in a relationship, while it is a sobering fact and while it is a gripping fact, that every day could be your last day with this particular partner. And that's something you have to come to grips with, yeah. But surely that is what makes life so beautiful. Surely that is what makes your relationship so meaningful. That you do live in a finite nature. That your existence together is not guaranteed. And it's hence so special that you come together now. But in the event that that no longer serves, acknowledging the fact that it's time. X, I don't know if you've ever had a family member, a father, mother, brother pass away. I don't know if you've had a best friend take his own life. I've been through both examples in my short 29 years so far. And I can tell you this, the letting go of your best friend, the letting go of your father draws an incredible analogy to the letting go of a woman that you can no longer be with. For... It was literally in this room standing right behind me right now where this couch is where I had to let go of my last monogamous partner, which was actually about six or seven years ago now. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences in life when we recognized that we no longer had the lessons to serve each other. We had grown apart in our journeys in life. 
We were barely seeing each other anymore. We had no hate or disdain towards each other, but we just knew that this wasn't right anymore. Yet we had spent two incredible years together, traveled around the world together, helped each other in business ventures, her studying me and my entrepreneurship. She taught me so much. I was so indebted and grateful to her for everything that she gave me. And I was in tears here as we finally recognized in a mutual agreement with very, very few words said that it was time. And we stood there crying, hugging each other. But with subtle smiles on our faces. For we knew we were doing what was best for both of us. No one was served by this relationship perceiving, perpetuating, perpetuating on. And a perception of that, it could be perpetuated on for some type of egoic save. Saving for egoic face. Why? Because you look cool to your friends if you have a girlfriend or you approved of by your family or your co-workers give you a nod because you're a respectable member of society. Forget your respectable members of society. Society is but an illusion itself. Society itself is a, at this stage in the society we currently live in, a rather toxic illusion itself. The only thing you can rely on is yourself and your connection to yourself. The only thing you can rely on is your principles, your values. The only thing you can rely on is reverse engineering your life back from when you're dead. Who is that person? X. Who are you? At 90 years old, who do you want that person to be? What kind of life do you want him to have lived? If you had your 90-year-old self sitting in the room with you right now, what would he say about your current mindsets of desperation trying to fix what seems to be an ostensibly unfixable situation in which that you're definitely not providing the best of both lessons for both of each other? What would your 90-year-old self say? Would he say, would he, would he rest his arm on your shoulder? Would he draw you in close? so that you could rest your head on his heart and he could whisper in your ear, it's time. You don't need to resist any longer for you have all the power you require. Connect with yourself. I speak to you through these metaphors and analogies and similes because I don't want you to attach any remedy to Adam. Not because I don't think it's a good remedy. Obviously, I think it's the best remedy. That's why I'm saying it. But I don't want you to think, oh, it was a crutch that someone else gave me. I want you to realize the answer for yourself. So I allow you to think in visualization. I allow you to think in pictures. I want you to think in different time frames, different scales, different perceptions of reality from different perspectives, from hers to yours, to 90-year-olds, to some other guy in Australia who's thinking about your situation, whatever it may be, so that you could find the answer for yourself, so you could stop resisting so deeply for yourself, so that you could come into presence yourself and find what was best for both of you. You just you see that thread, you see that line just again and again and again and again. So to bring this to a summary now, there was a final statement that he had made in his messages in which he said, She just can't bring it to heart yet to break up. That right there, all that needs to tell you and all that tells me, X, is that why are you waiting? Why are you waiting? You already have the subconscious seed within your mind that is done. So if it's done, let it be done. Why wait? Why not take control? Why not be empowered? Why not sit deeply within yourself, grounded, 
and centered. Develop your new version. Evolve into your new state. Forgive who you were in the past. Allow for what can be now. Want the best for her. There was a reason why you two fell in love at one point. Allow her to express the best of herself. Doesn't it hurt you to see her withered and shriveled up as a flower, knowing how beautiful she could blossom? Take it from me, X. If there's any regret that a man will have in life, looking back on his life, it surely will be that he had robbed someone that meant something very special to him of the ability to be the best they could be. Which is to say that when you know that a relationship was done, when you know that I should have set her free, but I didn't, because you can never take that back. So in summary here, when is it time to break up? Well, if you're in desperation mode, that's a pretty good signal. Because why? You're resisting so deeply. And what is it that you're resisting? The answer that you hold within, which is because you know X. Everything that I've said here in this podcast, you already know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I may be using different frameworks and different psychological mechanics to help you to realize the answer that exists within you. But I'm but a man in the field. And you came to the man in the field asking for the answer. And the man in the field is telling you, you are the answer. You have everything that you need. I want the best for you. I want the best for her. I'm not going to tell you this is what exactly you must do. All I'm going to tell you is that if you continue to walk a life in which that you divert, you don't optimize for what's best for both of each other, you take time away, you will end up with regrets. If you take time away from yourself, you take time away from someone else, you will end up with deep regrets. For if there's one thing that a man would never want to look back on at the end of his life is that he had robbed himself and others of time. For it is so fleeting. It's so rare. So I leave it on you, X. Live as you live. You're making mistakes. You're imperfect, as am I. But hopefully every day, you'd be a little less imperfect. You'd be striving on the pursuit, on the path. That best path towards the best you. Always. And with that, my friends, it feels quite perfect to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here and sending you love, peace, and joy. Ja. And that brings me to my thanks for all of you. Thank you, first off, for just being here, your presence. But please let me know. Let me know in a comment down below where you are in your lives, how you felt about this, any commentary. I'll do my best to get back as soon as I possibly can. And also, if you did enjoy the content, please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube video. It just helps it get sent out to more people in the community. And if you feel like this would resonate with someone else, please share it to some of your close friends. If you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching, that's all available on boldojo.com. Guided meditation, free resources of wisdom, free weekly on my newsletter, bold sip. Just chuck your email in, comes out every Friday. That's all available, all the links down below. And if you would like to support the podcast directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link down below or on the website boldojo.com in the podcast section. Anything that you guys give is always super appreciated. So thank you very much. Wishing you all the love, peace, and joy in this life.